Welcome to the Fancy Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Kirk, and I'm with Greg, and let's get it started. Oh, Kirk, welcome in our first post-draft episode of the year. Sweaty place. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said the jungle is a hot and sweaty place. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah. All right, man. All right, so, hey, we're coming off of our hot uh, Mother's Day draft, which I know all of the guys appreciated. Yes, um, yes. Man, and I got to be honest, we, we knocked it out of the park, Kirk. I don't know if we made a mistake. No, no, I think that the season will bear that out. Um, right. Some people may question some moves so far, but um, like I said, we made all the right moves. Some of the players may underperform. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what are you going to do? That's out of our hands. Yeah. So all we're going to do this episode is just kind of recap the draft and come out with our early uh, power rankings, um, which I know everybody's waiting on the edge of their seat for. But, um, man, a lot of guys were very true to form in the draft, and I can't wait to, to talk about them. Me neither. All right. So one of the things that's really cool about Dynasty Leagues is just the opportunity for trades and trading draft graphics and all of that stuff. And and even in the startup draft, we opened it up to where you could trade, you know, package picks and trade up in the draft. And we actually had one before the draft. Um, we had We had Alex, who is – the Nickelback fan traded traded back two spots with with Wassel LMAOF 2.0 uh, 2.0 just he's traded back two spots just to get a third round pick next year which is which is a rookie that probably would not even be on his roster um, with how small these dynasty rosters are so it started off with a bang um, Alex is you know could not wait to show that he doesn't know what in the world he's doing. I talked to him the next day and he said, the guy just kept bugging me. And he actually said, please, will you just accept it? And then he just said, fine, screw it. <laughs> he said that you're in Adam's exchange after the trade went through, made it all worth it though. Wonderful. Yeah. So, so. What, what a, what a, yeah. What a great exchange that was too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Hey, uh, the first thing we'll do is just kind of recap the first round. Um, and there weren't really a lot of surprises other than the stupid trade. Um, the one, one was, uh, to be Mitch was Saquon, um, kind of expected there actually, as soon as we picked the draft order, he said, okay, might as well chalk me in for, for Saquon. So good pick there. Number two, uh, for the purple PP eaters yeah. was, uh, Zeke again. Kind of surprising, a, is it surprising? Oh, surprising! He didn't go with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I don't. That was that was what the rankings said he should have done. No. Oh well. Huh. Uh, number three with Nuke was Christian McCaffrey. Um, there was some, you know, maybe some question on which direction he would go there. Oh, excuse me, that's Nuke and Stark Dog. Don't want to, uh, don't want to uh, forget him. Uh. Hustle Town, who is T.O., he at the one four goes with Alvin Kamara. Kind of those four were all expected um, to go right away. Here's, here's I, where it started to get curious. 
Right. And this is where we weren't sure if the run on running backs would continue or if those receivers would start to go off the board. Now at the one five, that was Wassel who, who found the one person in the league dumber than himself to trade up with. So Wassel at the one five, uh, he picked the first receiver off the board and DeAndre Hopkins. And I he don't, took, he took an awful long time. He did. Yeah. For somebody who traded up to get his guy. Yeah. I'm using quotation marks with my finger, his guy. Right. It sure took him all of two minutes to figure out who that guy was. Yeah. Um, having said that, I don't disagree with the pick. That's probably the right way to go. I don't, now, I don't think he traded up to get him. No, he traded up just to trade. Yeah. And that's something we'll try to exploit all year long. Right. <laughs> all right. At the one six, uh, we actually had a substitute drafter where this was Jay uh, Danowski's spot. We had computer Dano actually drafting for real Dano. And I got to say, computer Dano is terrific. Yeah. Um, he really helps this league out. <laughs> yeah. He takes his time with this pick, so that is for sure. Right. Um, computer Dano went with Beckham at the one six. Uh, Nickelback fan at the one seven really took the first person that kind of went against the rankings. He picked, he reached for Juju at the one, one seven, which, Hey, if that's the guy you liked and have at it, uh, Ryan Edwards at the one eight went with Melvin Gordon, be more Michael Thomas in the one nine, which isn't shocking because he also has him in our other dynasty league. And then, so it comes to us at the turn one ten, and Kirk, you and I, uh, before the draft said we we expected three or we were hoping three guys would be around or at least two or three guys that was right. Juju Juju Devontae Adams and Todd Gurley and two of those guys were there and that's exactly what we did was Devontae Adams and Todd Gurley which uh, we were ecstatic with yes picks of the draft so far yep exactly I uh, well the number one running back and receiver in points per game last year um, all right, go, rest of the second round, I'll just fire through these quickly. Uh, Joe Mixon at 2-2. Two, 2-3 two. Two, was Julio Jones. 2-4, James Conner. 2-5, Mike Evans. 2-6, David Johnson. 2-7, Amari Cooper, which I thought was a reach. Le'Veon Bell at the 2-8. Adam Thielen, uh, not surprisingly, going to the Purple PP Eaters at 2-9. And then Dalvin Cook. At the two ten. Well, here's um, here's my here's my thought now. Now that we're refreshing it, uh, Adam Wassel decided that James Conner was better than David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Dalvin Cook. Um, now, age wise, David Johnson and Dalvin Cook are relatively close. Cook being the youngest, uh, I understand why he he may have uh, thought Bell was not as valuable being older. But I, I, I for his first running back to be James Conner being better than those three, uh, I couldn't couldn't believe it. Well, well, David Johnson is as old as Le'Veon Bell. They're both 27. Dalvin Cook's a younger guy. Um, yeah, you know, that's a homer pick. That's a homer. You know, he's he's the Pittsburgh Steeler, eerie guy. He's picking somebody he can root for. Not, you know, he's, he's picking with his heart, not his head. Which, right. In that case, may not be a bad thing for Wasser to not pick with his head. <laughs> he, may right. have picked it. he may have picked Amari Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, quick question. 
Other, obviously, we had the best one-two punch after two rounds uh, with Adams and Gurley. Other than us, who do you, who do you like um, as far as a one-two punch? Ooh, I would. I would have to say. Um, I mean, I I, I like uh, as far as age and just you know long. I think Michael. I think be more pick. pick. Michael Thomas and Joe Mixon. I think he might might have uh, lucked out there with uh, those two. Okay, so yeah, I actually like I like the two guys who went running back, running back. I like D. Mitch, who had Saquon and Dalvin Cook, and actually like Nuke and and Sturkey's pick of McCaffrey and Bell. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of question marks with Bell, but right, I thought they got off to a good start. Uh, real quick, I'll go through the third round, and then we'll kind of talk about some. You know, some other, you know, who we thought were the best picks and worst picks. Uh, the third round, um, no huge shockers here. I thought the third round was uh, was was pretty uh, pretty much uh, as expected. The run on tight ends. The, yes. Came earlier than we expected. Yep. So at the 3-1, Keenan Allen, 3-2, Antonio Brown, which could be a great value there for the PP eaters. Uh, Travis Kelsey, first tight end off the board at 3-3, which according to Sleeper app, that was a value pick there. Uh, Diggs at 3-4, Nick Chubb at 3-5, A.J. Green at 3-6, Fournette at 3-7. And then, so coming up to us, Kirk, we were pretty much decided that we were going to take a tight end, but only if it was one of the top three. Mm-hmm. The other two top three tight ends went right before us. That's Zach Ertz at three eight and George Kittle at three nine. So we actually settled for the first overall quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, also number one at his position last year. So we got the number one running back, receiver, and quarterback in points per game last. I mean, year. and we we listen. We listen. This is this is proof that our rankings and our podcasts are very reminiscent of what we're going to do in the draft, and we felt. He was the best quarterback, and everybody else sucked. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's newcomers episode. We just yeah. listened to him way too much, I guess. Yeah, yeah and we so just believed we, it. We cashed in on the the experts. Uh, yeah, analysis from Nick. We yeah. feel bad that nobody else has a quarterback. Uh, I mean, you know, yep. worth anything. So, so pick of the no, we were yeah, we were ecstatic with that. Um, so. Honestly, after the first three rounds, I thought we knocked it out of the park um, as expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I want to I want to give credit where credit's due. So, I want to talk about some of the other uh, really solid uh, picks from this draft. Like I said, if if we're looking at value, pure values, um, I thought in the third round at the three five, uh, Nick Chubb went to Nickelback fan and I thought that was a great value. Um, now that wasn't, so that's Alex who was picking. We can't totally credit Alex with that. Actually, we can't credit Alex at all because he, I think there was a, a glitch in the app and, and actually that was an auto pick. So computer Alex did a heck of a job with that pick. There. Right. All right. Right. Uh, the other one I want to highlight is at the six, five, and that's Dano who picked Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin has his fourth receiver, and I think he's got really kind of blow-up potential this year. And to have that as your number four guy is just great, especially, you know, when you have A.J. Green as your third guy. He's 
injury prone. Thought that was a great pick. And much like computer Alex, that pick was all computer Dano. So, you know, you and I are up there picking with some of the best computers in the game. Um, and that's really all I have for, for other notable picks. Uh, unless we just want to recap our whole draft right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, our our, our picks were really, really, really good. The uh, the big, we want to dedicate big, an entire episode to that, though. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that more in depth. Um, uh, the the big thing to take away is if you only have three quarterbacks on your team, you probably need two more. Um, and and uh, computer Dano proved that that's necessary in a fantasy football draft right. when you play one quarterback. Um. To his credit, it was uh, Matt Stafford was his fifth and final quarterback, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's great value there. He he might get to play once or twice. Um, but yeah, he can have a solid rotation, almost like a pitching lineup. Yeah, next man up. Yeah, yeah, he could. He, yeah, so yeah, good for it, him. It, it is like a major league rotation. That's great. <laughs> Great yeah. analogy. <laughs> every third game or every fifth game, he gets to play. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's get into really the meat of the show because there's much more material here. Let's talk about the worst picks of the draft. Uh, obviously, we already brought up that awful trade from Nickelback fan in the first round, which defied logic. Um, and... <laughs> And then we've already talked about this next one at the two seven where Hustletown went with Amari Cooper. He goes with Amari Cooper over Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, and Stephon Diggs. And, and I, actually also Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, and Travis Kelsey. And I can't figure that out for the life of me. Um, and, and he, in his defense, he ended up getting Diggs back in the third round, which is he redeemed himself there. But I just feel like if you have Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell, and Stephon Diggs, or Alvin Kamara, Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, that's a much better team, and and you you have much more of a known than Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is going to have two fifty point games and seven single digit games for him. It's going to be incredibly frustrating for him. Right, right. Not to mention the uh, the trying to be the equivalent to the real world draft value or in trade value where he was a first round draft pick in the real world. Um, uh, no, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. You did not get value for him because he was traded for a first round draft pick in the NFL. Yep. Um, you yeah. lost. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to the fourth round, uh, Wassel picks Derek Henry at the four, four. I think that for most mock drafts I was doing that was about two rounds too early and <laughs> and again he picks him over Aaron Jones, Sony Michelle, Devonta Freeman, Lindsey, guys, Marlon Mack. I mean guys who again Derrick Henry had the he had the two huge games at the end of last year and then one or two other okay games and that was it. He was awful. He lost you fantasy games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, just to put in perspective how bad he was, I won a league with him last year because I picked him up off, off the waiver wire after he scored a 50 point game. He, he was, he was on less than 50% of rosters when he finally decided to, to be a competent NFL player. 
and you know that will that will stick in the mind with fantasy owners and obviously uh Wassel remembered that and uh and reached for him big time. Yeah, good luck guessing which game that's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Uh the next reach I think also at running back was at the five two for the PP eaters. Um and that is Tariq Cohen again ahead of running backs like Philip Lindsay, thousand yard rusher, Darius Geis, uh you know, blue chip prospect, you Marlon Mack who's who had a great year. Damian Williams, who has a great opportunity. Josh Jacobs, first-round pick. And Tariq Cohen is a PPR guy who probably will have maybe, maybe 100 carries this year. They drafted a running back. They brought in Mike Davis. I just uh, – I don't I don't love that as your number two guy. Yeah, he's more of a luxury item. You know, after right. you get your first two guys, then you can, then right. you can look at him. Great flex player, but mm-hmm. – he, he, yeah, he's, he's your number two guy. And, you know, looking later in his draft, his next running back pick was James White, who's really kind of the same. So, um, and yeah, he's were, even, he's even in a more crowded room. Rex Burkhead, right. uh, Sony Michelle, and then they drafted another Dam- running back. Yeah. Damian Harris. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, also sticking in the fifth round, Julian Edelman, who, you and I both agreed that we were definitely going to pick in this draft. And this was Edwards, um, whose team name is mediocre at best. He picked him at the five, eight, which again, great player. He's going to help his team this year, but he probably could have, I think we were getting him in like the 11th round in most mock drafts. He probably could have waited three more rounds to get him. Um, so great player, great pick. He's going to help his team, but he could have, you know, he could have had Marlon Mack in the fifth round and then drafted Edelman in the eighth. So mm-hmm. missed opportunity there. Just a bad value right? For, for Edelman. But, you know, I was – having said that, I was still pissed when he, when he took him. Oh, oh, yeah. That was that – ruined, that ruined the second half of our draft. <laughs> right. Uh, especially when we take a player like, you know, Sammy Watkins, who has some risk put in, Julian Edelman – virtually no risk this year. Right. Uh, also, the next pick in that, that round, B Moore, <coughs> uh, goes with DJ Moore. And that may have just be, been because of the last name. I don't think they're related, but I will check with him on that. Um, <coughs> I've never seen DJ Moore without his helmet on, but I don't, I don't know. I, maybe the resemblance is uncanny. Maybe they both have an affinity of orchids of Asia. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, they both work there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why B. Moore has that name. He's a former employee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how, how we met. I was a customer and I just asked him if he liked fantasy football. And that's how he came into the league. Wow. And, and end of my life. Yeah, a couple uh, orchids. <laughs> um, but DJ Moore over such receivers as Sammy Watkins, Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, Tyler Boyd. I I don't get that. Uh, and then finally, we're getting to back to back picks in the seventh round between Computer Dano and again Wassel. We got to bring him up. They went with the with the Kansas City Chief troublemakers first, Kareem Hunt, who. 
you know, is now on the Cleveland Browns, was taken at 7-6, and then Tyreek Hill at 7-7. Kirk, go ahead and break down why Watson's pick of Tyreek Hill was was just a bad call. Well, he he uh, he did not have a third wide receiver yet. He decided to take one that will not be playing this year and possibly might not be playing Ever. even longer, you know, if, yeah, if at all. Uh, so he, to, to risk taking him and then saying, well, I'll just get the rest of my starting lineup later, uh, was a very, very big mistake, especially when he didn't even go after a wide receiver right after that. Right. So his next two receivers were rookies on bats in bad situations. Yeah. He, he was, I don't know. uh, I'd like to say he just fell asleep and whacked his head and hit the keyboard, but yeah, I think he thought it out. Yeah, now if you look at actually Computer Dano's pick of Kareem Hunt, Computer Dano already had Aaron Jones and Darius Geis. Mm-hmm. He picks Kareem Hunt, then he immediately picks Rashad Penny. That's a that's a pick there with Kareem Hunt where there's more risk, but it makes sense, right? Um, or you know you have some fail safes there. To well, there was a calculation you. involved uh, with right. the computer saying, okay, I can get him. Right. This is this is a little bit earlier, and that's pretty surprising that the computer picked him yeah that's that's an algorithm that obviously dano had to pay up for for that computer to have yeah put in there yeah he paid extra yeah wassel's computer just keeps backing up and running right into the corner of the room (laughs) dano's subscription did run out shortly after those picks (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah the power the battery went out (laughs) yeah all right hey um Real quick, so I just want to close this out with um, highlighting Adam's rookie run uh, to where he obviously has never done a dynasty league before. I just want to point out how ridiculous he went with the rookies. And these aren't even all the rookies that he picked, but he had a string of five rookies in a row from the ninth round to the 13th where he went with Noah Fant, who's a starting tight end, Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel, Kyler Murray and Benny Snell Jr., uh, a third string running back with his 13th pick. Uh, Other than Kyler Murray, uh, all of those picks were just awful values. Can't expect anything from them this year. Right. I can't wait to talk about, uh, spend an entire episode talking about Wassel's draft. (laughs) Oh, I hope he, I hope he's uh, pulled off to the side of the road trying to uh, catch uh, speeders because. He, he may crash his car listening to this episode. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Fine. What everybody's waiting for. You want to talk about the power rankings? Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's fire through them. Good. Hey, so I'm going to start from the top because there's really much less controversy. It's pretty clear cut on who's, you know, who's at the top. So just to be clear for these power rankings, um, these are the teams where if they were to play right now, who we would expect to win and who, you know, we're expecting the projections to be higher or the highest score. Um, at no surprise at number one, uh, Kirk, it's, it's, it's our team, the fancy boys. Um, and to be honest, it really, really was not even close. Um, so anything on that? It's very hard to argue with you when you're right. <laughs> right. It makes for, it makes for a bad podcast. Right. Right. When, when we agree on everything. Why waste time? Yeah. Uh, Second, uh, surprisingly, um, well, I guess not surprising because uh, it was a computer. It was Computer Dano. Yeah. Um, now, 
what we're expecting is that when when real Dano remembers his username and password, that this team will probably dro- uh, drop in the power rankings. We're not expecting them to stay at number two. Um, well, well, the challenge the challenge instantaneously is to turn over four to five players on his roster that don't play right. football right now. Right? Who are yeah? Who they have the NFL logo behind their behind their their picture. No team because they're not on a team. They just they're they're, they're, just a part they're of the more NFL. likely to be a Democratic presidential candidate than they are to be playing football right now. Right. Um, so, no offense, Dano. No offense, Computer Dano. Yeah, he got great value for all those guys who are out of the NFL. <laughs> right. So, um, so, and then now we get into, uh, I guess, where it's a lot tighter. Uh, the race. Um, at number three, we had Edwards, who or Ryan, whose team name is mediocre at best, as our number three team. Yeah, and actually, when we broke down the numbers, or when I, when we compared our rankings, three, four, and five were actually very close. Um, number four was as Nuke and Sturkey, um, and it's funny because other than us, that's the only other team with co-owners, and their team name is Co-Owners Are Gay. Uh, number five is B Mitch. Uh, mm-hmm. Number six, um, Miguel, and only a second year of playing fantasy football. The Purple PP Eaters uh, coming in at number six. Number Can we seven. throw him into that as as well as as the the gay part? I guess. I mean, his name says it. Yes, we can throw him in there. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Uh, co-owners and PP Eaters are gay. That's right. Be- New yeah, I think they're one of the same. <laughs> All right. uh, number seven is Hustletown. Uh, that's Tio. Uh, and the only reason he's at seven is because the other teams were that much worse. I hate his team, um, and it pains me to put him in the top two-thirds of the league. Uh, Be more Orchids of Asia uh, at number eight, although Be more you know he won he won our dyna- our other dynasty league last year so he'll come back from that yeah. and staying true to his word nickelback fans said i i may be mediocre at best but i guarantee i will not be the worst team and so far he's staying true to that he is the ninth team he's the second worst team yeah uh and when you and i gave each other our or showed each other our power rankings uh, this was unanimous. We both had Wassel at number 10. And again, it was not really that close. No. When we when we dedicate an episode to his team, we will show you how he lacked any coherent strategy um, and has the most peculiar dynasty team I've ever seen. <laughs> and I have a theory. I have a theory of what he was trying to do. Well, remember, this is the first time we've played with him where he wasn't a co-owner. Yeah. Yep. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm really, I'm really concerned about his safety. I wonder if his helmet is firmly in place on his head. Um. Well. Yeah. So he will be a guest on our episode when we break down his team. So. We're not going to speak for him. We're going to give him the an opportunity yeah. to 
Um, show our, everybody our just how stupid and, he is. Our thoughts and prayers are with him, though. <laughs> All right. So if, we get to, if we get to play him first, which uh, oh, I yeah. can't wait. Yeah, twice a year. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so. All right, man. Well, hey, good job. Um, yeah, after this, is we're going to break down each team in more detail, and that should be a lot of fun. And, and as much as we can, we'll have each team uh, on the show to defend their dumbass picks. Right, and it'll be one whole episode for each team. Every right. team. Every single team. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, hey, that's all for the Fancy Boys. We're signing off. And fading out.